edition of Freedom Speak with Becca Marie. You're listening to Conservative Talk ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, AM 700, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. I want to invite you to check out my web, uh, website, freedomspeaknm.com, and you can check out uh, replays of any of my previous shows, as well as all the useful information I have posted on there. I also have the uh, show notes that I use to do each show is also there with the playback of each show. So all the all the links and things like that that I use for all the information I've got. You might want to, you know, we're we're kind of skimming through this stuff. It's there's a lot to all of this stuff. Yeah, they're Even, good notes and they're good links and they're good articles. Yeah. Go back and look at yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, check them out. Uh, you just click on it. You can download it from my website and you can get all those and you can check it out yourself. Which it's some really great reading and uh, you can learn even more than what we're even talking about here. So I'm here with Kareen Rios and Derek. Scott, and we're talking about everything Christmas. We're talking about the nativity, and we were talking about that on the last hour, and we were getting into the topic of the gifts that the Magi, the wise men, brought to the baby Jesus, mm-hmm. which at that time was a toddler, which was probably about two years old. Maybe. Now, I find this fascinating. I'm going to stop you right there. Uh-huh. They brought gifts to Jesus. They brought gifts to Jesus. What yeah. is the best gift we can give to Je- we can give Jesus? Our, our, heart. our love, that? our love, our heart, obedience, obedience. obedience. Yeah. I thought it was our heart. I mean, we're giving our heart, which is obedience, love, and all those things. Well, combined. heart is heart is a hard thing. I, I I just God from the very beginning, He always commands us to be obedient people, follow right. His yeah. commands. Follow His and commands. And you know what? I'm a parent. I'm got a grandparent, and I love it the most when my children are obedient. <laughs> it's and, so true. Right? Why I love it when mine are obedient. I, I, yeah. I love it. And, and instead of giving gifts to others, I mean, you can give gifts to, to others because that's how we show Christ, generosity. Yeah. You, you know, there's so many things in that. But gosh, you know, I, I think God would really love obedience. Yeah. Well, it's kind of I, like I, I think we you... need to practice more obedience 365, 364, um, rather than just on one day. Well, kind of like when you ask if somebody saved, it's like, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? That's really what it comes down to. Have and then you you'd be you? obedient to that, yeah. to that acceptance. And then ask you obedient yeah. to that. To yeah. that. Yeah. But they gave Jesus gifts. They we gave ought him. to think about more giving Jesus gifts. He doesn't need any. He doesn't need any. But really, when we give to Jesus, we're also the beneficiary. Yeah. Have you ever thought about that way? Yeah. That's how I think about it now. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree. I think so. Yeah. I've had a lot of good things happen So we're to the me. gift giver and receiver? Aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. Hmm. So, so the wise men brought gifts of gold, frankincense, yep. and myrrh. Okay. Those are all items that were rare. And just like then, they were rare yep. and they were valuable. Yep. Um, all of them had also practical, uh, practical applications, applications. Yes. especially the, the frankincense, frankincense and myrrh. I mean, and myrrh, those yeah. are, you know, the other those day, are everyday items. They are. And they're things that are actually still useful in, in like, uh, lotions and things yeah. like uh-huh. that mm-hmm. for, for therapeutic medical purposes nowadays. Yep. I got a, a, a cream the other day to help out with, you know, the pain I've been having with my shoulder and my neck and stuff like that. And uh, my doctor gave me a lotion, which actually has frankincense and myrrh in it. That's awesome. Which I found that was really fascinating oh, awesome. when I was reading the yeah, ingredients. It's like, wow, cool. frankincense and myrrh. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. But they, they'd use it to make, uh, make uh, I don't know, ointments back mm-hmm. then. 
well, they used frankincense oh, yeah. and myrrh for well, that. Well, I thought and they not only that, but it was fragrant, fragrant, fragrance. fragrance. And yes. you can understand why fragrance. You didn't have a chance to bathe. Every Probably day. weren't bathing yeah. uh, every day. You like weren't we bathing do. every week or every month. You were maybe whether bathing. you needed it or not. <laughs> yeah, you, those were hot commodities. Those were. You that. know, you still would yeah. bathe in a river, but that river necessarily wasn't clean. Yeah, because right. everybody else. Okay, because everybody in else the river. is bathing yep. in it or pooping in it or peeing <laughs> in it. So you know, it's not always the cleanest i don't think back then they actually had a modern sewer system of any type uh, well so. yeah i mean the romans did the romans did. yeah but yeah. not to say that all judea i mean don't get me wrong they were trying to build aqueducts under herod and yep. herod wanted to rebuild you know he was rebuilding the temple too so not that it wasn't happening and and you know the romans would have bathhouses and stuff built mm-hmm. in their new conquered areas so yeah, there would have been some rudimentary sewage system, some rudimentary clean water coming in and bad water going out, but the bad water would go out on the river. And guess what? Most poor people had only access to the river, mm-hmm. not yeah. to the aqueduct. Yeah. So, you know, and not to say that Romans were very smart in bringing in clean water and pushing out the bad water to the sea. Not to say they were smart, but it's it wasn't given to everyone. Right. Right. It's a so. hot commodity. Yeah. Hot commodity. And so, yeah, yep. frankincense and myrrh was a way to hide that smell of you and or at least make it a little more pleasant and tolerable of each other, right? Yeah. And we all know we all have those same problems today. Oh, man, you know, ooh, your BO is really big today, <laughs> right? We still have that problem. And so, you know, it's... You it's, know, I've met some people like that. How do you tell people that they stink? It's hard. It's hard. It's, it's like what, it's hard. what do you say? It's like, oh gosh, you know. Yeah, I've but do you think I've the magi like gave that. it to Jesus because he's going to stink? <laughs> I don't know. What? I don't know. Well, one of them was for his death. I mean, it does say right. It was. Uh, I think that it was more. Mary had to hold on to it for her death, and I. I think Didn't it was they the use one of those things to prepare somebody when they were Yeah, being, I think it was uh, frankincense. It's frankincense no. that was prepared for death, or is it myrrh? I think it's myrrh. I think it's myrrh, yeah. I think it, when it they were preparing myrrh. them for when burial. When they're preparing for burial, they use myrrh. Yeah. And yeah, so but, she but, had to save some of that for his... But it doesn't say anything about that in the Bible. It doesn't. No. You know, so maybe um, um, what, what, uh, what you said earlier, uh, a way to get them to Egypt... Could be. That, you know, that they could trade those things. They were things that they could trade. They were things that they could trade. So the Lord, so our fa- God the Father made sure that, that he had stuff to get out. <laughs> well, because we, you know, we even talked about the, the wise men, the Magi even knew they were going to have to bug out. Yeah, they and, had to bug and, out And too. hide from Herod. Yeah, yeah. they and knew so it. they probably said, hey, you know, here's some stuff you guys can trade so you guys can get the heck out of Dodge too. Yeah, maybe it was put well, on no, their hearts. You know, because God told Joseph. Go to yeah, Egypt. Yeah, go to Egypt. Yeah, I mean, yeah he, the angel came, the voice of God came and yeah. said, get out. He's going to come and kill your kid. Right, so they're probably thinking, why are you giving me this frankincense and gold and myrrh? And then the next and day, then the next you got to go to Egypt. You got to go to Egypt. Oh, oh well, well. also come in handy. <laughs> hey, yeah. It connects. Now I know why and God these were, did you got to understand, these were very faithful people, Joseph and Mary. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Chosen specifically for their purity of faith. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Not purity of being man and woman, because they probably had their own heirs, but purity of faith. Yeah. They were very faithful, and that's what was said, right? You you have great faith. It, I know about? it says it, well, when the angel comes to Mary to say that she's going to be pregnant. Right. She was right? a virgin. It, it doesn't the angel say you 
you know, don't be afraid. Gosh, I can't remember. It's been a long. I gotta. She's got the Bible in front of her, but we'll let her find it. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, yeah. So you know, but these were faithful people. So when an angel said go, they they okay. Yeah. You know, they didn't question. You talk about Mary and Joseph were faithful people. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So there was another term I wanted to mention too that, that that I didn't talk about swaddling clothes. It's like I was I was thinking about that. We we often hear that and we don't think about. It. We're thinking, oh well, maybe they wrapped the baby in a blanket or something like that. I mean, that's what I always thought until I really dug into this. And swaddling clothes, it's not really clothes at all. Mm. It's not a blanket. It's basically what swaddling clothes are. Is they're like strips of cloth. Right. Okay. And what they're often used for, and and this is somebody, what they pointed this out, that it might be significant that the baby Jesus was wrapped in swaddling clothes and was in the manger. Um, what they would, uh, what the um, shepherds would do is their, I think they said their firstborn uh, sheep, they would wrap the firstborn sheep in swaddling clothes. Right. In those same type of strips of cloth yeah and put them in the manger yeah. so, so it's like I, it's I the only thing they had after yeah. birth and then and then it's probably a hymn for going through toddler age which those were probably given to them by the yeah. by the shepherds by the shepherds probably yeah. gave, say here you know because you the shepherds baby in like this. i said it it doesn't really say when the shepherds show but it but in the timing that you he would see with herod and the magi i think the shepherds came pretty much the day or two days after yeah. birth something yeah. like that yeah so I'm guessing that's probably where they got the swaddling clothes That's from. probably where they got it, yeah. Hey, I have or, some swaddling clothes for the king. I mean, she knows she's pregnant. Yeah. What do most pregnant women do? They start nesting. They start nesting. nesting. They start yeah, nesting. they start she preparing. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think a, a woman uh, would, would have been, have But they did, stuff. but she was a little unprepared because, so they had to quickly get there. Otherwise, you know, death. Right, because they were ordered by the emperor. If you went against the emperor, you're gonna die. But I'm a woman. I'm still gonna tell you that if I have to go quickly, and I know that I'm you're gonna grab stuff for the baby if you can. Some blankets. Yeah. I don't need at least some blankets. You know, because I got the formula. Right. Blanket and swaddlingness. I, I, Mary is just a human person. Yeah. And and I think she would have thought about that. Yeah. You know, so, and then there are some things that we all our home church now is going through Revelation and. And uh, we're just like, you know what? We're just not going to know. No. We, we, God doesn't tell us everything for a reason. Uh, but I do It could be 100 hit, years from now yeah, for all I, we I know. I want to hit on this point here where you were, uh, Derek, where you talked about that they were obedient and they were faithful people. But but I, w- I want to show here in a Well, I didn't say obedient. Like I said, they still had flaws, but they, I think their faith was a very pure faith probably. Yeah. Yeah, it took him a while. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. Yeah. And then the angel came, came to, him. to him afterwards. Yeah. And then when you go back and, and when and immediately um, the angel came to Joseph and said, go to Egypt. Boom. He just went. Yeah, he just went. He just went. And I think we are. Well, we he are, built in his faith. You got to think about correct. the angels. Mary, everything that was happening made him more faithful. And a more obedient. And more obedient. Quickly. Yeah, quickly right, obedient. Quickly. And I yeah. think that's where we are as Christians. We need to be obedient more quickly. Yeah. Right? Just like Joseph did. That's called building your faith. Building your faith. Right? Yeah. And and so yeah. I find that amazing story it's about another, Joseph. It's another example. Like I said, you know, we know that the Lord chose them mm-hmm. 
for many reasons. Yep. But I think... Well, lineage as well. Lineage, right? right? Yeah, because they were connected to yep. David, which is connected to Noah, which is then connected to yes. Adam and Eve. Yep. Yeah. It has the line, the line continued. E- even under David, when the splitting of the empire mm-hmm. after Solomon, remember the, yes. it says that they would keep, he, the Lord would protect the lineage, yes. but they wouldn't have any control of the, of, yeah. of, of the, of the Israelites. Yeah. They just would continue as a family. What I find interesting, because I grew up in, in the Catholic church, you know, I did, uh, Catholic school for eight years from kindergarten to eighth and and what I find so fascinating is that we were never taught and maybe we're not even taught today is Jesus was a Jew yeah mm-hmm. he was Jewish right and and so I, I don't I, I think as a as a people when we talk about you know supporting Israel we don't understand our ancestry right we don't understand that and that's one thing that I think Trump did amazingly when he um, put the embassy back in what did he where, where did he put Jerusalem. it? He put it back in Jerusalem. Those are our ancestors. Yeah. Whether they're whether or not they believe in Jesus, we are from them. We are and from it, them. And Jesus, and came, from, the Savior yeah. of the world, came through yeah. the Jews. Well, and and the thing is, is a lot of people are from the family line of Noah. People forget we're all from we're all from right. Noah. I'm like what? Family? Yeah, we and, are. And <laughs> and the DNA does point to that. Yeah. To yeah. what is it? Six couples. Yeah. Right. Which and then to that to one couple, right? Yep. Sorry. Yeah. That's science. Yeah. Yeah. You can't deny it. Yeah. But they still do. You know. They say that there was a bottling event during the Noah time, but it was a, a so okay so a <laughs> so, bottling event. Yeah. Bottling? So they call it well, it's a bottleneck event. Okay. Okay. So we were whittled down to ten thousand people uh, around the same time that Noah would have gotten on the boat what lasted through the year of the flood and then landed. So, which is a bottleneck event also in our DNA. And this is why disease is believed to have been worsened and stuff, because you're, you're taking a very broad, pure DNA and then only whittling it down to six partners. Mm -hmm. And guess what those six partners, there's going to be cross Mm -hmm. brother, sister, or, and people are like, think that's gross. But that's probably what happened. You did have cousins marrying, first cousins marrying, for sure. Okay. Isn't royalty still doing that? Yeah. Marrying, like, first cousins, things like that? Well, not as much anymore. They used to. But they used to, yeah. There was a lot of talk about how they were They would keep within the line as best as they could. Kind of nutty and mentally ill, partly because of that. But there's there's no guarantee that those diseases came from that. Yeah. Yeah. It came, those diseases go further back to, like I said, the the bottleneck of it. So this is what the, uh, so if you don't believe in Christ, if you don't believe in the Bible and you believe in secular, you know, uh, evolution, there is an event which is very close to the Noah event where our population, and this is how they're trying to explain the DNA issue, how our population, oh, so there was a bottleneck event. This is how they're trying to say there was some asteroid or something that messed up the world and it brought us down to 10,000 people, but then we blew up again. And that's why we have our genetic problems now, you know, and our diseases and stuff. But actually you can go, because you gotta understand, Adam and Eve were pure, their genetics were pure, Mm -hmm. right? So any lineage from them, here's the funny thing, they would have looked different, like their children would have come out totally looking different than them. You know, Caucasian, black, white, it 
based on genetics, right? This is because they were pure. And so they had a more, when, when the combination of the, the sperm and the ovum happens, it would, it would be a drastic or bigger change of, you know, facial features and color features and stuff like that would be more drastic than today because we've actually, because we've been whittled down so much that we're only of some lineage. Do you see what I'm getting at? No, you totally lost me. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> you know, I would say go to uh, Genesis. Uh, so there's a YouTube video that does this, and there is geneticists that have written about this on what it would have looked like before, during, and after, and why we are with only so specific of societal um, races. Well, you know, I think it has something to do with the whole natural selection thing, too. It's like people choosing one person or the other. They they tend to do certain well, things. Well, they tend to stay within kinda, their own kinda racial... Kind of like, like, like an article I read one time about this woman was uh, it, trying to kind of do an experiment on this, and she took foxes, and she took ones that were... The ones that were picked out, the ones from the bunch that were especially tame. Mm. And she took those, and she would breed those tame ones with each other. Well, she not only got foxes, baby foxes that were very tame, but it also had unforeseen consequences in the color of their fur, Mm -hmm. in which they came out strange colors. Which they didn't look like a fox anymore. Yeah, genes don't follow movies and TV and even the news are not good at explaining how our genes work, why they work, mm-hmm. and why they happen. You really have to dive deep to understand it. But but we do stay married. You know, it's a commonality that we do marry within our racial profile. It's a common thing. Yeah. It, you can't avoid it. That's just the way it is. And But the thing is, is yes, you get outliers that then change. And that's, but that's what I'm saying is, is when you come down to this family line, there is, you know, he, he still, Jesus would have maybe been a perfect example, right? Of possibly what Adam and Eve look like. Maybe not. It, there's no, we don't know. Mm -hmm. We, you know, the whole Jesus is white thing. That might not be true either. You know, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Well, people in that day weren't Completely 100% they completely white. They had white, some but dark they weren't skin completely they lived in dark the skin either. Correct. They had to be you some know, middle ground. There, there had to be some middle ground. I would say more looking Hispanic, maybe, or something, but with the Jewish profile, you know, they would have, because they stayed within their own. Yeah. They definitely stayed within and their own. And you know own. what I find so amazing about that is God says, do not make a car, a wooden image. And yeah, don't try, make an we, image. We, we so try hard to, to put Jesus in this box and have an image, and, and, and I. I just don't like that. I don't like that either. I, I don't even like to watch movies with Jesus because then it distorts my own. It distorts your own uh, understanding, understanding of what he looks like. Yeah. And the image that God gave me of uh. himself. And so, um, I don't know. I, I, God made us all wonderfully made. He knew us before the foundations of the earth. And for me, just for me, the science behind it, it doesn't matter. I'm not that interested in it. Other people are different, interested in different yeah. areas, you know. I, I, I just, uh, I don't know. You guys, yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> believe we are don't, supposed to. I don't recall anywhere in the Bible where it actually talks about exactly what Jesus looked like. Correct. No, we don't have a description. Does. Correct. So any any image that we come up with is completely I, I a just that people point. knew. Yeah. That it was the Lamb of God. Yeah. Just that people knew, even the one who became before, and it does describe he 
jumped. So uh, John the Baptist. So remember, Zachariah, who he was voice was taken away until the baby was born, and mm-hmm. then he was able to name John. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the father of John and the mother. Well, they were cousins. Okay, so Mary was cousins to Zachariah's wife, and when they had the baby, he leapt when she came and she was pregnant, mm-hmm. living with them. And it was the baby leapt. Mm-hmm. They were leaping, meaning they were really moving when they were near each other, meaning they knew of each other. And John was before Jesus, but John was jumping, and she even there's denoted yeah, uh-huh. in the Bible. The baby leapt with joy. The baby leapt with joy in her womb. Yeah. And she was about to get birth. And I think Mary was just pregnant probably at that point, you know. And so that that tells you a lot. And they knew, like both the women knew, and that's why it's written. That's probably why the author wrote it, because it was so important of a detail to be like, oh, my gosh, you know, they weren't even, they couldn't even see each other, they knew. One was probably a little pee. I, I lost, I got lost there. It's that. Okay, so it's that the fact that they knew without seeing each other. It's talking about the fact that when the Lord comes as the Lamb to be baptized by John, the wilderness man, right, he knew right there. And he had really rarely seen Jesus. you got to understand, he never even saw Jesus because Jesus left to Egypt. John never saw really, even though they were cousins, John never saw Jesus, but yet... When he arrived, he said, that is well, didn't the Lamb. Well, G- didn't John the Baptist baptize him? Yes. Yeah. But before so, that, he didn't know him. He really didn't know him. He was in the wilderness. He had studied under his father, Zechariah. Okay. And remember, Jesus was in Egypt. Yeah. And moving around. They never, there's, there's no. Yeah, but you have the spirit there, and it was a spirit. Right, the that spirit, led. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But even in the womb, John knew right. it was the baby right. Jesus. Even in the womb. Yeah. So how do we get from that? From uh, I'm just trying. No, that's to just knowing of his image that they didn't even know, but yet they knew. Do you see what I'm getting at? Okay. So they, John didn't never saw didn't Jesus. Somebody. Both Here, times he knew it was. Here's okay. what I think. Okay. I'm thinking that when people were around Jesus, they knew. They they, they knew. knew. They just knew. They because knew. They you felt know. it. You they felt know. it. This is why. The Creator. Because you know, when you are with a spirit-filled believer. Right. You know they're a believer. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think it was that same kind of experience. I think you it was probably know. a much more intense feeling. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, way yeah. more intense. I think it was. Yeah, absolutely. Way more above yeah. than but, what we but feel But we can today. have a little taste of that. Some mm-hmm. people yeah. that you meet, you know, I mean, you just they have, have the energy. that yeah. spirit yeah, about them. Yeah, that spirit them. about them, yeah. You know, and you just know, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's what maybe we're getting at is that you just know. You don't need an image you, you don't need to see a picture of, of the spirit of the fruit of the spirit or the spirit in a person, his spirit in a person. You just sense it. I don't want to say feel it, but you can just yeah. sense it in the depth of your being. Yeah. yeah. The depth of your creation. So yeah. let's yeah. talk a little bit about this Santa Claus story because it, it leads into a lot of interesting things mm. about uh, our world today and, mm-hmm. and how things have become so secularized and commercialized. The, um, Saint Nick was an actual real person. Yep. Yes. Now, there's actually, and he wasn't called Saint Nick. He was, oh, what's it? Something. Something. Father. Father. Something. Something. Right? I can't remember. It's but it's it, he became saint later by the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
he was a uh, he was a um, what's the, what's the title that they use in the Catholic Church? I'm trying to remember. He was. Um, oh, I'll find it here in a minute. <laughs> so I'm trying so to was, remember. Uh, yeah. So Saint Nick, uh, let me pull up your article here because. But anyways, we know that Saint Nick. We say Saint Nick, but he um, was support- his, supposedly his born- full name was Nicholas. He was uh, from. He was, was born a, to a wealthy family, supposedly, yes. in Patara, Lycia, L-Y-C-I-A. Right, which is in Greece. Okay, in I Greece. correctly. And so his parents were wealthy. So he, yeah, had, Gre- he had a lot of inherited wealth. Oh, well, it's Turkey now, but, you know, Greece at the time, you know, that's before the Ottoman Empire. Now, the, the story that I, I, I have found in a number of places uh, with the whole, uh, you know, the gift-giving thing, mm-hmm. with the whole legend, it started, from what I understand, from him, is yeah. there was three girls that lived in a poor family, and they were, at the time, for, for a girl to be uh, eligible to be wed to someone, they had to have a dowry. Okay, these girls were poor, and they were destined to probably be uh, end up in prostitution. Yeah. So he saw this, and what he did was he had this wealth that he had been left by his his parents. Mm-hmm. He threw bags of gold through the window of the home where these girls were. He didn't want to be seen. He didn't want to be known that he's the one that did it. And to give these girls money so that they could have a dowry, so that they could be married. Hmm. And and that's supposedly where that whole legend of him giving gifts. But the thing is, there were a lot of uh, there was an interesting thing. I think it was on the either Epoch Times or Daily Wire television, in which they have a a, a story where they talk about the real Saint Nick, and he did a lot of he did a lot of good things, mm-hmm. and he stood up for a lot of people. He ended up spending a lot of time in jail. Yes, he ended up yeah. uh, mm-hmm. going through a lot of persecution. This is why he was given statehood by the Catholic Church yep. because of you have to achieve certain things, right? Yep. And you have to be persecuted is one of them, right? But you have I, to be persecuted to, to to achieve sainthood. To achieve but sainthood. But you're also supposed. Yeah. To, no, I don't know back then, but uh, you're supposed to have. Done a miracle. Yeah, done a miracle. Well, well and they called him the miracle worker. Okay. There are accounts of miracles with him as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he he was a very uh, interesting person, and there was definitely something about him. I mean, think about it. I mean, a legend was born out of him, which exists to today. Yeah. You know, just like I, I've mentioned this to people before, it's like even people that are not Christians, they know who Jesus is. Yeah. Right. So he left an impact that has lasted throughout the centuries. Same thing with this guy. Mm-hmm. He he made an impact. He made an influence on people. Yeah. He he helped we, a lot of people. And we've kind of perverted it, don't you think? Yes, we have. Oh, Nicholas, for sure. Totally. He's, we totally have. What he's become that. and what the Coca... Well, I'll let you do it. So I found an interesting article in a... Uh, a magazine called Christianity Today. Mm. And I'm going to post a link to that article in my notes. It's got way more information than we could talk about during our time yeah. on this show. Just so you know, that's kind of a liberal-leaning Christian magazine, so we just need to be real careful with that one. Okay, all really, right. Really, because it's it's gone, everything's gone extreme. I get I get interesting information even from the New York Times sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, even, even you know, yeah. even, a, even a... So tell us what you found there. Yeah, so it says here there's a reason that 
Christmas in America is influenced by less by the stories of a public, public, publican and a physician, namely the gospel writers Matthew and Luke, mm-hmm. than by stories of a Puritan, a princess, a poet, and a host of painters. <laughs> I thought that was an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. So you've got all these painters painting scenes of, of, of events that supposedly happened in which people throughout history will look at these paintings, like, say, by Michelangelo or whatever, and think that that's actually recorded history. Yeah, and that's, not, and that's why she was just explaining earlier that you shouldn't have images before God and... Mm-hmm. When we put those images, we're changing yep. our understanding of the Lord. We're, we're changing our understanding of what happened. You know, like you were saying, it's, it's now, a concern. Now, apparently during the 17th century, the Puritans didn't like this whole secularization and, and, and you know, commercial, commercialization, basically. of <laughs> kind of what we're dealing with now. <laughs> yeah. Just repeat yeah. yourself. <laughs> and they actually made it illegal to celebrate christmas yes mm. yes they did the puritans did yes in the they did in 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 london and in the united kingdom yes and that's what led to a whole nother war and then them bringing back the monarch they yeah. brought back the monarch because of some of these laws especially christmas yeah yeah the christmas one was this final straw mm-hmm. right mm-hmm now, a lot of churches have actually been named after St. Nicholas. Mm-hmm. And I was reading about that across the entire world. Yeah. I mean, that's how well-known he was. Yeah. So, other than that, uh, you know, and 40s. he did a lot of good deeds. <laughs> mm-hmm. He suffered a lot of persecution. There was that story about him giving the gold to the to the poor girls so that they could have a dowry, so that they could have a. They and I think what's married. interesting is that we've um, perverted to the to to the point where um, we've focused on the gift receiver as opposed to uh the gift giver does that make any sense yeah right it's yeah. not he, he he's santa claus saint nick it's all about what am i going to get am i i'm are our little boys and girls on the naughty list are they going to get the gifts when in reality the story is that he gave to the poor. So, hey, See how we turn the focus around? We're at the break. Oh. Okay, so after the break, we're going to go into the final segment, and we're going to try to cover as much of this as possible because there's a lot. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband and wife team since 2004. Individual coaching, ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214 or on the web at perkinsprotectiontraining.com. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road Northeast, call us at 505 292 2226. Hello, I'm Dr. Dan Lafferty. And I'm Dr. Stephanie Z from ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Putting off a trip to the dentist due to dental anxiety? Let us ease your fears. At ABQ Gentle Dentistry, we are gentle from your first phone call with the receptionist to the dental chair for treatment. We offer oral conscious sedation, IV sedation, and nitrous gas. We have the latest technology to handle all your dental needs right in our office. Same-day crowns, 3D x-rays, 3D printing, digital intraoral photos, and laser technology. Let us transform your life by transforming your smile into a smile you can love. We also offer clear tray orthodontic therapy. You're part of the family here at ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Gentle is not just our name, it's how we treat our patients. We accept most insurance plans and also work with multiple lending companies to help make financing possible. Y hablamos español. We're located at 4550 Eubank Boulevard, Northeast, Suite 101. Give us a call at 505-292-8588 to begin your journey to an awesome smile. Or on the web at albuquerquegentledentist.com. Not to say that I haven't gotten. Don't you love Christmas music? I do. I think when I'm driving to Ohio to visit my mom, I'm going to probably be listening to a lot of Christmas music along the way. I just, it's you know just what I'm finding on the radio? They're, they're playing a lot more older Christmas music. Oh, yeah. Instead of the new Christmas junk. Yeah. Mariah Carey. <laughs> oh, by the way, welcome back to Freedom Speak <laughs> oh, with oh, Becca okay. Marie, the Christmas edition. Uh, there you go. I'm here with Kareen Rios and yeah, Derek Scott. You're listening to Conservative Talk, ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, AM 700. And listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. And by the way, if you missed any of this show, it's we've covered a lot of really interesting information. Mm-hmm. Um, you can listen to the replay on my website, freedomspeaknm.com. Um, after the show, if you want, I'll upload it as soon as I can after the show airs. But now we're talking about the legend of St. Nick and basically the commercialization of Christmas is what all this has to do with. And what I've talked about a lot today is I, I've really, I really got interested in the origins of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like even on the nativity, it's like, oh, well, how did, you know, what what's this word mean? What's this word mean? You know, more people nowadays, they need to be interested in when they're told something it's like well, what does that mean yeah i know you come from where did that come from why do you say that yeah why do you say that and so all of these things that we have grown up with at christmas and this is an interesting thing too that i discovered is the christmas as we celebrate it in the united states of america is fairly recent okay mm-hmm. it, it it you know it doesn't go way back you know these traditions they just traditions they just they develop over time and they're mostly american traditions because in other countries they don't do some of this stuff yeah and which which when it talks about traditions 
I'm very, very concerned about some of the traditions that we've established over the past couple of years that we need to forget. They do not need to become traditions that go forward. You mean Christmas traditions or just no, traditions in general? I'm talking about the new normal. I'm talking oh, about they gotcha. are becoming traditions. Mm-hmm. And those traditions need to be gotten rid of. We do not want those traditions. So so we're talking about Saint Nick. He was he was he eventually He was a real person. People. He was a real person. <laughs> Um, Not a lot is known about him, but what little is known about him, he he left a mark on history, and a lot of people remembered him. A lot of churches have been named after him. He did a lot of good deeds. He went through a lot of suffering, and as a result, he was was elevated to sainthood. Why was he suffer—why did he suffer? Well— because he was persecuted for the fact that he was giving, and there was a lot of people didn't like him doing that. He was thrown in jail for some of— Laws are different than today. Well, like, and he you stood can't. Up. He stood, he up, stood for up for, people for other people. Yeah, he stood I mean, up for the people who were probably downtrodden, yeah, outcast yeah, in society. Usually. Yeah. I mean, he spent his whole fortune on it. Yep. Like yeah. he went to poor, being poor, and I think that's where the whole uh, making gifts came from uh, and delivering them is he would make gifts every year and deliver them on a certain day or night mm-hmm. um, to the children. And yeah, there's there's a lot. Yeah. deep about that we um, I mean we short period of time oh we could dig into this we could talk about this for hours but we as you know like we were talking about over the break um, the reason Saint Nicholas is called Santa Claus <laughs> and is elevated that is because of Coca-Cola and so just so you know the reason he has red and white is because Coca-Cola at the time when they brought him to market, which was the 1920s? It was the 1910s. Mm. I always that forget. was, let's see, that was uh, 19, from 1931 yeah, to 31. 1964. Yeah. Uh, Sundblom produced at least one illustration per year of Santa Claus drinking a Coca-Cola. I looked that up on the internet. There's some great photos mm. there. Oh, yeah. As a matter of really fact, cool. the... Uh, the the picture I'm going to use for this week's show is going to be one of those because they're such really, really fantastic artwork. Well, and what's so? Well, what's the famous artist of America for the '50s? Oh, why can't I think of him? Start the my, W. Yeah, my wife loves um, him. Um, well, anyways, he did Saint Nicholas and stuff, also as Santa Claus. And like you were saying, Santa Claus. That word comes from. What were you saying? What country? Okay, uh, so it's Sweden, it's right? Du- the Dutch. 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 Okay, the Dutch used to read a, a Dutch name for Saint Nicholas is Sinterklaas. Yeah, Sinterklaas. It's spelled S-I-N-T-E-R-K-L-A-S-S. And so Coca-Cola ran with that, oh. and they made it Santa, Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, so many things about. The, the way we we see Santa Claus in the in the big red and white suit and and every in the beard ho, and all ho, that ho. is although actually the original Saint Nick probably had a beard too similar he to might have but not maybe, not maybe not white or yeah think, you know but but so that's where the Santa Claus name from yeah. Coca Cola Coca Cola invented the name invented the name Santa Claus <laughs> and they they invented the I- image also yes the image of him is not accurate to probably because there is some drawings that were made of Saint Nicholas yeah. that are yeah definitely different he's a bearded guy bearded uh, guy but he's he's got a, he's a thinner complexion yeah and a, he's more Roman looking 
Yeah. You know, more Greek looking yeah, than, and, and than the Santa Claus. And I don't believe, he was, I don't believe he was wearing the red suit either. No, he was not wearing a red. No. He would have been wearing whatever the clothing of that yeah. time was. Now, you know? now earlier on, there was uh, uh, an article. Let's see. It says here, um, uh, time period. Thomas Nast, a German born illustrator in 1862. He drew a cartoon for Harper's Weekly That's that represented St. Nicholas as a small elf-like creature. Elf-like mm. creature, yeah. Now, here's an interesting thing, too. Now, this is where, where we're talking about the origins of things. Okay, it eventually, Nast added other details locating his headquarters in the North Pole, <laughs> <laughs> depicting him as a toy maker with elves as assistants, yeah. re- receiving letters from children and snacks when he visited their homes. So that whole thing, that's where it came from. Ah. Yeah, so he... From, from the, Thomas Nast huh. in an article in Harper's Weekly. The original St. Nick, there was some stories of him making toys or getting toys mm-hmm. to the kids, but not under a Christmas issue not under that it's just it was part of his altruism of just giving yeah yeah it wasn't like because just like the endowment for the women he you know whatever society was needing help he was doing it but yeah like whereas this it's like yeah he's been totally twisted into this thing of north pole elf Mm. toy maker now not elf now (laughs) jolly man (laughs) i mean you know, if you, if you saw a cartoon, you'd see him change into a whole bunch yeah. of different can, can you imagine versions. if we could bring St. Nick back from the dead? And oh, he, could say, he would That's not me. be happy. I, <laughs> like, I don't think he'd be happy with it. I, I think know. he'd be very against it. Or he might think it's funny. Who knows? Oh, yeah, he might think it's funny. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I, he might have laughed. Probably, be like, I'm a big wow. fat... I'm a big fat well, guy with a big giant white coat, <laughs> white, white and red coat. And a big belly. And a big belly. <laughs> and a big belly. Yeah. So here's another interesting story, too. And white hair. So, <laughs> so where did the whole idea of the sleigh and the reindeer come from? Okay, so this is interesting because it, in 1809, on St. Nicholas Day, the, wa- mm. the writer Washington Irving portrayed St. Nic- Nicholas in his satirical book, Knickerbocker's History of New York, <laughs> flying over trees in a horse-pulled wagon and sliding down chimneys to deliver gifts. This he, is where this came from. That's funny they call it Knickerbockers because it's like, what did DF pull up his knickers all the yeah. time? Because <laughs> yeah. that was the old term for knickers pants. Knickers for pants. Yeah. So in 1823, a poem titled A Visit from St. Nicholas was published describing St. Nicholas on a sleigh with individually named reindeer. <laughs> this poem cemented the basic features of the American Christmas story. So where did mm. the red-nosed reindeer thing come oh, from? Oh, I'm getting to that one, too. Yeah, where'd yeah. that come from? So Rudolph the red nose reindeer okay so where did that come from in 1863 not only is santa enlisted to support the war effort he's also (laughs) he's also (laughs) santa's been everywhere he's also given a partner in order to enhance his market value in 1939 montgomery wards advertised men Ah. dream up a character known as rudolph the red-nosed reindeer in order to compete with the marshall fields the same year, President Roosevelt declares the fourth Thursday of the month to be Thanksgiving Day, moving the holiday forward by one week. One week this break yeah. with tradition is prompted by requests from the National Retail Dry Goods Association to extend the Christmas shopping season. Right, yeah. So Yeah, that's why we have Thanksgiving when it is, and it's yes. very annoying because I would yeah, I prefer when it was originally and and you know, I like Thanksgiving partly because not the date, but just the tradition of it, it, it shows hope and spirit and and bringing people together. 
And, you know, there's a lot of negativity right now on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. because of, oh, uh, you know, Native American issues and stuff. And it's like, well, I, unfortunately, in my lineage, or it's actually fortunately, I don't know, unfortunately, whatever. But I'm Native, I have Native American in my lineage. And so I don't have a problem with it. I know other people have a problem with it. But when you look at the original story of the pilgrims and that there was these Native Americans that offered up some stuff. Yes, yep. they were denied before, but then brought in. Come on, people. Like, why can't we celebrate something good like that? Why, why do we have to make it so political? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I that, that's what I'm getting to this is though we've changed the image and I, it's, it's a bummer, you know, why do we got to make it so political? <laughs> yeah. Why do we got to yeah. do that? It's so terrible. Because you never waste a good crisis. Never you never a good waste crisis. A, a, yeah. a good never happy. Never let a good crisis Alex, go to waste. And, and this is not even Alex. crisis. This is just a fun thing. Yeah, People this is follow fun. it, so why not just not well, waste that? Well, and you that? know, if I remember, the reason they did Rudolph is because they couldn't use Santa. The store, the store couldn't use Santa because Coke owned it. <laughs> it's right. So they had to Santa make up Clark their own trademark. Yes, yeah, Santa Claus uh, was trademarked. Yes, and so they had to make up their own Christmas story to bring. Ray, and so Rudolph came about to to connect him in. Well, to I'm the sure Santa glad Claus. I didn't know any of this when I was watching all the Christmas shows as a kid. I know. Oh well. See, I wish I could go back to that time and not know things that well, I know now. That's <laughs> what I was going to get at. Is you did point out one thing that uh, I found interesting in the break is. Though there's issues with a lot of this stuff, like you said, it's your heart that counts and where your heart is pointing, right? You know, give to Caesar what is Caesar, give to God what is God, right? You know, when the tax man comes, give him, give him the money. God will take care of you, you know. But when the Lord comes, you need to give it to God. You know, when he asks you to move, you move. Like we were talking about with Mary and Joseph. Joseph got bigger in faith and went, yes, Lord, I am leaving. Mm -hmm. You're right. Egypt, here we come. You know, we have to be the same way, bigger in faith. But it doesn't mean that we're not curtailing you from celebrating. And But we're asking you to, to change your direction of thought and heart to the Lord not so much to the commercialization. <laughs> right, right. Because we, we've gone the commercialization This is ways. all commercialization. Absolutely. You know, basically uh, a, a business publication invented the sleigh and the reindeer story. The North Pole and the Elves was also mm-hmm. invented by another publication. The name Santa Claus and the image of Santa Claus was invented by Coca-Cola. Yep. The, the entire... The entire celebration of Christmas as we know it is completely commercialized and trademarked. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. It, it is. And owned and operated. Owned and operated by big business. Yeah. But it's... So don't think that you need to rush out and get that item for them. And I'll tell you guys, usually after Christmas, it's cheaper anyways. That's but that's when you can get the good deal. That's when you get the good deal. I always, right, yeah. I always buy after Christmas mm-hmm. and know, I always get it cheaper. You know, I've heard, I've heard some people actually celebrate, go out and buy their Christmas tree... Uh, the day after Christmas, yeah, because cheaper. <laughs> yeah, because nobody's you can buying. You a real cheapskate, and you can. Bu- yeah. It may be a Christmas tree that looks like the one on the Charlie Brown cartoon. You know, don't that feel bad. Me and my wife did it one year. Yeah, yeah we were just we we waited, and then <laughs> when we had some money, oh, hey, we got the money. We can celebrate Christmas. We had one day and oh, had yeah. a little Christmas tree and just have a little fun. You know, if you wanted to have your Christmas after Christmas, you could number one, you could get a great deal on the Christmas tree. Yep. Get the last one, last little straggler, last little on the straggler, lot. and yep. and you know, it's it's a 
poor, in a way, you can think it about it on a very emotional. That, that poor little tree, it needs a home, you know. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to. Or gonna you just cut that. it in yeah. half, you take the top part and you put yeah. it in a pot. Yeah. That's what I did. <laughs> yeah. So. It was interesting. I had this one lady, a friend of mine, Facebook, and she was. Uh, going, she said we something to the effect, "Oh, you know, we go out, give huh? gifts, and we do this, and we do that, and and we're losing our focus of Christmas." And I don't know if I can say I took it to offense, but you don't know my intentions. Yeah, I I like the Christmas holidays. I get the lights out. I, I love it. You point out the music out every day. I put the music on. That music was inspired by this holiday. And you know what I said to. I make people feel, when we do home church, right. or I do things at my home, I make it a special time. See, that's the and, thing. And, and so I told my friend, I said, okay, but God says to give. God says to right. give of your time. Of your time, And yes. so when I when I host a home church on on Wednesdays today, I go home and I make it special. I don't require it's anybody bring <laughs> things. I, I don't require anybody bring anything because... God you want to host them. You want to give them your want, time. Because they yeah. have to work. Because they have to work. Because I have a lot of ladies who right. have to work. And so, I tell them, don't. Just come and enjoy. That's the the Christmas spirit. Try convincing my spirit. wife. That's hard. <laughs> you know, that's the, the Christmas spirit that is just not there for Christmas. I yeah, do that right. every single Wednesday. Yep. Yeah. So we are supposed to be giving. And whatever the Lord leads you to give, you give it. But what do you think about the fact that you said you like the music? I wanted to point this out. So you like the Christmas music. So do I. It yeah. gives you a certain spirit. It, it, gives it you does. A, it yeah. makes you feel good. Well, he says to worship in song and instrument. Right. See, so, I actually but, enjoy but the Christmas music only at a certain a lot time of this, year because it makes it really special. Yeah. But understand a lot of this music going really far back, even into hymns, do you have Christmas hymns, yep. right? And they, they do celebrate the birth of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And they're usually come out during Christmas time. So do we deny those songs that have been inspired by Christmas? See what I mean? Like if we surely shut down and say, oh, Christmas is terrible. If you're led to shut down those songs, then you shut down those songs. Right. But do you get what I'm I'm saying? Those songs are beautiful. A lot of them do celebrate the Lord's birth. And, And so I don't know, like, if I would shut them all down, but I'm just saying, like, there is some still good things I think to pull out of. Well, Christmas. mostly I think all the songs they they sell you know they they'll either celebrate the the Lord's birth or they'll celebrate goodwill it, towards you know, other people. So you people. get into the Santa Claus ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Santa Claus. I mean, ones. if it pulls you closer to Christ, <laughs> yeah. what yeah. is the problem? What's the problem exactly? Right? That's kind of what dressing up for Halloween, believe it or not, pulled me and my family closer to Christ because we did it together. Yeah, we right. worked on our little Snow White and the Dwarf sure, costumes together. Right. We we went out and as a family you we went to go worked w- more as a family. We worked right. as a family. Yeah. So whatever uh, God can use in this secular world to bring you to Christ. How can we say that's wrong? Right. right, and how can we say that it's inspired by Satan? Because a lot of Correct. people will say Christmas is inspired by Satan. Are we sure of that? We really don't know. We don't have any proof. Like I said, yeah. we have what's written. Right. We don't have any proof. So you can't necessarily say it's inspired by Satan. We don't know if God wasn't using people that were using it for evil intent, and he churned it to the good for all of all men. So, hey, guys, we're, we're down to the last several minutes of the show. You want to hit uh, the origin of the Christmas tree? Let's do I it. I think sure. that's an interesting story. So it goes back to symbolic use of evergreens in ancient Egypt and Rome, and it continues with the German tradition of candlelit Christmas mm-hmm. trees, first brought to America in the 1800s. <laughs> so we really didn't do it the first yep. 
hundred years. I wonder how many people burn down their houses. Oh, yeah, I wonder. Christmas trees. Yeah, especially oh. when they get really dried out. I mean, a candle oh, lit. It's like oh, it'll just go up like a match. Yeah, yeah, I'm insane. I'm emphatically insane yeah. about that because, like, I'm I test the tree and everything. People hate me because, like, I'll I'll knock them, I'll test them, I'll look to make sure that this is a healthy tree. Then when I get the right one, then I water the hell out of it. Give it a little aspirin. The aspirin does work actually. Yeah. It works very well. And you give it a little aspirin to deal with the shock and then it'll start sucking up the water and they'll last about two to three weeks. Yeah. But yeah, after that, get rid of them. Well, chop them up like what I do and we put them in the fireplace. I so we always, we always look at it as somewhat of an investment because it's like, oh, we get this beautiful smell. We love the smell. That's right. Because it just smells mm-hmm. of Colorado or, for me, Colorado I love and the Christmas. Smell. And then you get firewood get for firewood. the fire. <laughs> yep, for the fire pit outside. <laughs> for the fire we had a Christmas pit, yeah. tree one time when I lived in Edgewood about 25 years ago. It was a, We went to chop it down ourselves. Yes, and I've done was, that before. It was so about twelve foot tree, and uh, we were moving in April. I still kept the tree up in April. Oh wow! And believe it or not, it was, it was budding. Still alive, I it bet. was already like oh, growing. It was, it was wow. amazing. You should have planted reali- it. The, the realtor comes in and she goes, "You know that tree makes the house look small. You should take it out." But it was growing. It you was amazing. You could have planted that, and it, it probably would have helped. It was amazing. I should have, but I didn't. Yeah. You know, it was really, really cool. That is cool. Uh, that really Don't cool. get me wrong. That's really cool. Like, the tree my wife bought this year is doing really well, and I'm hoping it lasts because, oh. like, it, not one has fallen. So I'm like, ooh, we got a good one this time. Yeah. Last I, I went year, with the fake one this year. Last year, it didn't yeah. even last a week. Yeah, and I'm so tired of doing that because they last year they were so expensive. Yeah. And oh, I, they're I, terrible. I like the yeah, big one, so I thought I, I'm going to just get the – the fake one. And yeah. that was kind of nice. What, so that that's was kind of nice. You know what sucked? That's what my wife was going to do. And she couldn't find one. Oh, <laughs> they I were found, all sold out. <laughs> oh, I found one on Facebook Marketplace before Thanksgiving. I told I her prepared. to go there. Yeah. <laughs> See, I told her to do it before Thanksgiving. She didn't listen. She uh, waited. She I found it like a, a 10-foot one for like $80. Wow. Brand new on the internet. So, so I, love the, I love the tree. So yeah. the origins of the, the whole tree thing and all, it, it goes from the ancient Egyptians, the Romans. Mm. Uh, the Romans... There again, it's this Mark the Solstice with a feast called Saturnalia in honor of Saturn, the god of agriculture. So we shouldn't be having trees in our house. Um, It it probably has a lot of roots there. And not only that, but uh, the, the Christmas tree came to america it's thought to like in about the 16th Ameri- uh, century from germany it's interesting yep yeah and well says, from german immigrants of course yeah, it says uh uh devout christians brought decorated trees into their homes some built christmas pyramids of wood and decorated them with evergreens and candles <laughs> if wood was scarce Oh, that's cool. Mm. And it's a widely held belief that Martin Luther, the 16th century, not Martin Luther King. No, uh, Martin the other Luther, guy. Martin the, the Luther, one that the was 16th the century Protestant reformer. Yeah, the reformer. First added lighted candles to a tree. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting because Martin Luther, I've been reading Martin Luther, and there's a whole other thing about how his writings really apply to today, too. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Some of the things that he wrote about the Catholic Church or about just what to do as a Christ follower was, yeah. is impressive. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, yeah, there's 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 a man that I would love to talk about next time. Okay. 
Says here he was awed by the brilliance of stars twinkling amidst evergreens. To recapture the scene for his family, he erected a tree oh, in the room, the main room, and stars. wired its branches oh, with lighted oh, candles. Oh, that's kind of cool. So to recreate what he's... Oh, exactly. That's, that's actually kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So cool, he's huh? trying to recreate the stars maybe from the, what the Magi saw. Could be. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. There's just all kinds of That's really cool, yeah. actually. Yeah. So we just got a few minutes left. Oh, the the the... The origin of the Christmas stocking. Oh, the stocking, mm. yes. So, let's see. One of the one story, uh, first story is about Christmas stocking centers around a poor old man and his three daughters. That's the one. That's the story I. That's told the you story. About. Yeah, yes. that's the, since Saint his Nick. family had lost all its money, the old man feared for the future of his three daughters because he had no money to give for their dowries. As the story goes, Saint Nicholas heard about the old man and decided to help him secretly. When the family was fast asleep, Saint Nicholas went inside their home and placed one bag of gold in each of the washed stockings his three daughters had hung above the fireplace to dry. The next uh, morning, the family was ecstatic to find the gold, and the daughters of the old man were finally able to get married. We have it on DVD. Mm. VeggieTales does a good job at this at the original St. Nick story. VeggieTales did a movie on it, really good one, and it's something that I always taught my kids because I wanted them to know the real Nicholas, not Santa Claus. I didn't want them to be bombarded yeah. by the commercialization, but to know the truth of giving. And there's something interesting that it says, they wanted to give in secret. Well, why do you give in secret? Mm-hmm. Well, the Lord tells us to give in secret. It's not don't, let, don't let the left hand know what the right hand is doing. So true. Right? So there is Nicholas following the Lord obediently mm-hmm. yeah. and giving in secret. So and not letting those women know that it was right. him. Yep. So quickly, you had a, a verse you wanted to read, right? Yep. You got 60 seconds. Okay, Romans fourteen twenty three, and this is from the message. It's about what you do things that aren't specifically in the Bible. Cultivate your own relationship with God, but don't impose it on others. You're fortunate if your behavior and your belief are coherent. But if you're not sure, if you notice that you are acting in ways inconsistent with what you believe, some days trying to impose your opinions on others, other days, other days just trying to impose, just to please them, then you know you're out of line. If the way you live isn't consistent with what you believe, then it's wrong. If I know that I'm not supposed to go celebrate Halloween for me, I better not go do it. And that's Romans 14. So just so that we're careful that if you go celebrate something, I'm not coming down your back and saying it's wrong. Because God may have you taking the mask or getting a vaccine or celebrating Christmas for a reason. And if you want to write Xmas instead of Christmas, I'm I'm going to kind of... Look down on you a little bit, but you have the right to do that if you want to. Because we're free in Christ right. as long as it's uh, not in his word so, specific. Hey, hey, guys, uh, thank you for coming on the show with me You're today. Welcome. It's been Merry a Christmas. lot of fun. And we yes. could have went on for hours and hours Absolutely. about all this stuff. But I got a family. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and you got to get on the road. I yeah, do. I got to go do. on the road to visit yeah. my Safe mom. Safe travels. So I uh, want to plug my advertisers, Perkins Protection Training, High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness, and ABQ Gentle Dentistry. And I want to tell everybody Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And what Whatever else you celebrate, enjoy that too. So if you own a freedom-friendly business, you can get started advertising on the station by emailing me at Becca at freedomspeaknm.com. You can check out my website, freedomspeaknm.com, where you can listen to replays of all my shows and have access to useful resources. You can also check out posts of my posts on Facebook, Twitter, Telegram, Truth Social, and 
the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple iTunes. Like, follow, share it far and wide. Freedom is essential to everyone. Liberty and freedom are rights, not privileges. It's time to stand up and tell those Marxists, those pushing the woke agenda, and everybody that's trying to tell you what you should be doing. Hell no, we won't comply. We are the resistance. Thank you.